Hello, my name is Tony Miles, and welcome to the fifth episode of Living Epistle Podcast. The topic of this week's podcast shouldn't be a surprise to anyone who knows me. For those of you who don't know me, I think you're beginning to get a sense of who I am and what I'm all about if you've been listening to any of my other podcasts. With Father's Day right around the corner, I wanted to dedicate this episode to all the men who understand and who operate in the weight, responsibility, and privilege of the role of dad. And let me be clear, I am definitely making a distinction between fathers and dads. Every human being has a father. Whether you like him or not, whether you agree with him or not, whether you have a relationship or not, every human being has a father. But not every human being has a dad. Okay, okay, I hear you, I hear you. You're saying, okay, well, what's the difference? Aren't they one and the same? No, they absolutely are not one and the same. When I Googled, quote, the definition of father, end quote, this is one of the definitions that came up. And I quote, father is defined as a man who has impregnated a woman and had a child, end quote. So at a very basic level, a father can simply be a mere sperm donor. And the truth of the matter is anybody can do that. However, a dad is defined as a male parental figure who is present and participating in a child's life. I want you to hold on to the phrase male parental figure, and I want you to hold on to present and participating. I'll come back to those later. To be present and participating in a child's life is hard work, and it's not for the faint of heart, and not everybody can do it. And I want to read to you an excerpt from an article in a publication called The Daily Republic out of Solano County, California, by Kathy Mitchell and Marcy Sugar. And it reads, there's a big difference between what makes a father and a dad. A father is someone who believes that by donating his sperm for your creation, he has done his duty. A dad, however, is someone who gets up every day and does what he can to put a roof over your head, clothes on your back, and food on your table. He might have to dig ditches, flip burgers, deliver pizzas, work in a factory, or all of the above. He might not own a suit and a tie. He teaches the value of hard work. Not because he's looking for help mowing the lawn, but because he knows idleness leads to trouble. He realizes his job is to make his children productive citizens. And to do that, he can't always be his child's friend. I totally agree with this article. I totally agree with their separation or their description between a father and a dad. And let me give you a personal example. When my twins, who are now grown and mothers and parents of their own and have kids of their own, when my twins were really little and I would discipline them, sometimes they would get really upset with me and they would say, I'm not your friend. And my response was always, that's okay. I'm not supposed to be your friend. I'm supposed to be your dad. And this is right in line with what the Bible teaches about fatherhood. Ephesians 6, 4 reads, fathers. Do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and the instruction that comes from the Lord. You see, a father is a father's role is to implore 
A father's role is implored to bring their children up in the way of the Lord, to discipline them and to encourage, comfort and instruct them. And so that sometimes means your kids won't like you, but that's okay when you understand what your role is as a dad. To the men who haven't done what you're supposed to do or aren't doing what you're supposed to be doing as a dad, I challenge you to begin today to fulfill your God-given assignment in your role as a dad. And yes, we understand that you can't change the past, but what you can do is you can start today to move towards the destiny that God has for you. And you can start by number one, deciding right here, right now, that you want to be more than a sperm donor. And I know that sounds harsh. I really do. But the fact of the matter is, is if you created a child, if you um, put your seed in someone, but you aren't in that child's life, you are truly nothing more than a mere sperm donor. Decide that you want to be, remember this phrase from earlier, present and participating in your child's life. And that is a decision that you can make right here, right now. Nobody else can make that decision for you, but you alone. The other way you can do this is you can start by stop making excuses. Stop blaming the mother of your child for your um, for your bad or non-existent relationship with your children. Stop blaming your family, your friends, your situation, your circumstances. Stop with the whatever the excuses are. See, the truth of the matter is we do any and everything that we want to do. We find a way to do it, even if the situation or the circumstances are conducive to that thing that we want to do. If it's something that we really want to do, we find a way. And that's my challenge to you right now for you fathers, you sperm donors, is stop with the excuses and let's begin today to decide that you want to be present and participating in your child's life. And then the other thing I would encourage you to do is repent before the Lord, before the wrongs that you've done. Ask for forgiveness from your children. And yes, even for the from the mother of your children, ask for forgiveness because you know that you may have done some things wrong. You know, and yes, I understand there are two sides to every story. But the fact of the matter is, is you can't control what anybody else does. You can only control what you can control and you can control asking for forgiveness and repenting before the Lord. And then the other thing I would encourage you to do is to do loving deeds for your children, expecting nothing in return. Do a kind act and 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 don't expect anything. But when you do a kind act and you expect something in return, then that's not unconditional love. And even as I mentioned in previous podcasts, if you do something, expecting something in return, at worst, it's manipulation. At best, it's unconditional love. And then I would encourage you to keep your focus on Jesus and striving to please him. And the reason I encourage you to keep your focus on Jesus is even when things don't go the way you expect or your children don't respond the way that you'd hope they respond. You can't get angry with them because the truth of the matter is, brother, you've earned that reputation and you've earned that response. But by keeping your focus on Jesus, then you do it to please him and not to please man. And then don't allow Satan to talk you into quitting when the going gets tough, because it really will get tough. 
And I just have to reiterate Joshua one nine when the when when the 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 call that God had given Joshua was so great and he's following in the footsteps of Moses and this great man, this great leader, and now this young guy is following in the footsteps of Moses, and the Lord said to him, This is my command. Be strong and courageous, and do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And so what I would say to you, my brother, is as long as there is breath in your body, it is never too late to restore relationships. It is never too late to have reconciliation because with God, all things are possible. And to the men who are effectively operating in your God-given assignments as dad, I do say thank you. I, along with so many others, see you making a difference in the lives of your biological children. But not only them, you're making a difference in the lives of children who aren't genetically related to you. You are truly a surrogate dad to them. And even as was stated earlier, you are a present and participating force in their lives. And so remember, dad was defined as a male parental figure who is present and participating in a child's life. And so even if they aren't your seed, even if you uh, they aren't biologically related to you, you are a dad figure in their life. You are that male parental figure who is present and participating in that child's life. And and how do we know? Well, we see the organization you established to coach our youth in track and field. And we see the organization you've established to mentor our young girls and boys. We, we see you taking your sons to baseball and basketball and football practices and games. And we see you taking your daughters to basketball and soccer practices and games. And we see you uncles who attend dance recitals and piano recitals. And we see you family friends, really close family friends who are really more like family than you are friends that show up for all of your uh, loved ones support and for all of their milestone events and milestone achievements. And you're there right beside them. You challenge us and you inspire us to be better dads. And we say thank you for being present and participating in children's lives. And listen, I am under no illusions. I do know as a dad that being a dad sometimes can be lonely. It can be tough and it can be frustrating. However, it can also be joyous. It can be exhilarating and it is absolutely rewarding beyond measure when we see our children grow into the men and women God has created them to be. And it is humbling to think that God would use us to help shepherd them into the destiny that he has ordained for them. Dads, we thank you and we celebrate you on this Father's Day. Remember, preach the gospel at all times, and when necessary, use words. Now go and be a living epistle.